Hello, and welcome to this We Did It.Health event. At We Did It.Health, we're working to create a healthy, happy, vegan, and plant-based world. We're doing that through building community and offering resources such as today's discussion to help you create relationships where you can plant seeds of hopeful curiosity in others when they ask about a vegan or whole food plant-based lifestyle. So be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and we also invite you to join our Facebook community so you can connect with others and find support and encouragement with like-minded members. My name is Maniquita Solis, and I'm so excited to welcome plant-powered bodybuilder Shelly Beecher-Setzler and Judy Norris, her fabulous nutrition coach. Um, everyone that's watching, please let us have permission to use your name. I mean, to give stream, let stream our username and please get your comments and questions. I see we're having some issues with getting hooked up to Facebook and I don't know why, but, um, and I don't know what I can do about it right now, but I hope that if you're trying to join us that you can see us on YouTube. So, all right, well, YouTube is where I tried to send everybody. <laughs> so welcome everyone. Welcome Judy and Shelly. Thank you for being here. I've been so looking forward to this. Thank you, Marquita. It's a great pleasure to be here and an honor that you would ask for Judy Morris and I to be participating in this. Yes. Real honor. Thank you so much. I'm really proud of uh, Shelly's work, so I'm excited to hear more of her story as well. Wonderful. Well, so how long, let me start out with um, how long have you all been plant-based and what, what led you to a plant-based lifestyle? Do you want me to start, Judy? So um, in grade school, middle school, I realized that I did not like eating meat. I remember sitting at the kit, at the dining table with my parents and like literally when I had to eat beef, especially putting in my napkin and like trying to just get rid of it. And the thought of it being an animal was like overwhelming. And so growing up in Anchorage, Alaska um, with two parents that were older, just didn't really have... Um, a lot of knowledge and support in that. When I moved to Washington in middle school, then it was um, like learning about PETA, and this is back before internet. And then I started making that transition in college to being vegetarian. Um, ultimately, like, you know, that transitional point really firmed up in 2014 when I became vegan, and that was after surgery um, for umbilical hernia and wanting to do a cleanse. So I actually brought out the book. This is Karma Chow's The Clean and 14 Detox. This is what converted me to being vegan because when I reintroduced organic dairy, I had acne. When I reintroduced um, eggs that were organic, rosacea. And I was like, done deal. And then I also learned about really the way in which, unfortunately, cows and chickens are treated and um, vegetarian just wasn't good enough anymore. So that's my story. Wow. I love that. Yes, you're right. And a lot of times we just don't realize. I mean, we think that we have all the facts, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Judy? Well, this month actually marks exactly six years of veganism for me. Uh, when I went vegan, I was actually about six months pregnant. So it wasn't a time when changing my diet was on my radar, but I suddenly felt responsible 
for the planet that I was going to, um, you know, my son was going to inherit from my generation. And there was this, at the time, there was a lot of um, buzz, buzz about, you know, the climate change and, uh, you know, I was concerned about the use of land and what just, you know, by the time my son is my age, what state is the planet even going to be in? So I then started looking into the future of humanity and what we're looking at over the next 50 years. And it was bleak. I was like, oh my God, it was overwhelmingly bleak. I was like, what can I as one individual do? Should I recycle? Is that going to do anything? What should I do? And then the inspiration, literally a voice said, go vegan. And I was like, where did that voice come from, for one? Mm-hmm. And um, I started looking into it. You know, there's a lot of popular um, influences really rising, like Vegan Gains and Nimai and, uh, you know, that crew, the Vegan Bodybuilders crew. And um I was really inspired. I was like, oh, you can have muscle and be vegan. And being a passionate bodybuilder lifelong, that was my main concern is can I still <laughs> build muscle? So I really dove into the research and learned from those who were succeeding, and I was sold. And I was also inspired by another lady who was competing after the birth of one of her children. She did it in nine months. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could do it in nine months postpartum. And so I did. My first vegan prep um yeah that was around 2017 i think i competed in the wbff worlds uh 2018 and i placed it within the top 10 for the figure yeah and that's when we met yeah that we did that <laughs> together sort of right i believe yeah, exactly. so yeah. exactly. that's fun that was a fun prep it was a nice prep actually it was actually much more pleasant than my previous meat-based preps so i was mm. really sold after that mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. And so, so tell me about how you, Judy, how, I mean, Shelly, how you found Judy, because you had mentioned that it, it was a little bit challenging. It was. Yeah. So I had decided um, at age 45 to do a bucket list. And I, I've been told by a stranger, um, when is your next competition? And I said, for what? And he said, for bodybuilding. And I'd been told that a few times before from close people. So I thought, okay, I, I, this is a sign from the universe. This is a stressful time in my life. Why not focus my attention on this? So I looked on Instagram. I reached out to a few bodybuilding professionals that also had the nutrition coach aspect. I was told that I was not going to be successful. I was told that as a vegan, good luck, basically. And then I kept digging and digging and digging. And then I found Judy Morris and I was like, oh, this woman is stunning. She's well-educated with a master's. Like I am definitely going to message her. And so I did. And then sure enough, she said, well, okay. And also I'm doing this prep as well. So let's kind of do this. And that was very much motivation to hear, as she said, that she would be on a world stage for WBFF. And I was like, wow, she is my role model. I'm going to do this. And then um, hired Nolan McSheridan to be my trainer and then posing with John Nickerson. And it was actually at his competition, Northwest Royal Bodybuilding Championships that I earned my my pro card. Uh, first place with overall champion at my first competition. But I was so thrilled to find Judy because she was the one that led me through the whole process, which was brand new to me in 2018. Well, yes, and I would think there's not 
that much support for plant-powered women out there, right? It, yeah. And and so tell me what what reactions you've had from people um, when they find out that you you only eat plants. Yeah. So. I really try to stay to myself when I'm training at the gym. I have my headphones in, but I will occasionally, because I carry water bottles and such, like actually this is one of them, <laughs> that One to Save Many is a nonprofit that um, I uh, am supporting. And uh, I love it when people see my stickers because then they come to me and they're like, no way, you're vegan. Um, and then through conversation, they're like, well, and, and do you use steroids? Absolutely not. Never have. Um, I'm um, in a federation that's very stringent on that. And so it just is kind of an open door with me being able to have a conversation with people and in a non-threatening, like a non-pushy way to say, yeah, like I'm I'm 50 and this is what I do. And then they're floored that I'm 50. And so I think that there's a lot of like information that it just comes organically. And I love that. I love communicating with people that have an, a curiosity and an interest. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, tell me more about your shirt and your oh, water bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as I'd mentioned before we started, so Brent Haggard has just uh, filed for the 501c3, but he supports, let me get on camera here, the um, efforts of raising money for at least, I would say, some 40, 50 different shelters um, throughout the United States that are 100% profit for animals. And so I very much support his efforts and um, would encourage you to check out One to Save Many. Uh, Great. Yes. I mean, that's very important. I know um, we, we, <laughs> we all got to get behind these, these people that are working so hard. I'm actually working hard too with an organization trying to build a sanctuary in um, Uganda right now, but it, it's hard. I'm, I'm not a fundraiser. And so, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't know much about that, but yeah, every little bit helps. So. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's the ripple effect, so, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. And I mean, the more we become aware, a lot of us aren't aware. Well, so I started out as in vegan. So then I started learning about whole food plant based. Right. Mm -hmm. So but then we have whole food plant based that are not aware of the animal impact, you know, the impact it has on animals. So we all kind of mm -hmm. learn together and then really can have that ripple effect on the world. So absolutely. Judy and I really subscribe to that whole foods plant based. I know that there are a lot of bodybuilders that like to um, and, and for, you know, to each his own, but consume more of the faux meat and, um, that peeve of mine, that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, if I'm going to be healthy, then I'm going to put forth my dollars towards organic and whole foods, plant-based. And it's really important to me. I don't want to be consuming genetically modified foods and chemicals sprayed pesticides on foods. So that's very important to me. And I think for you too, Judy, I know you've said, yeah, I really believe. I think the faux meats are great for like a treat. And if you're craving meat, especially if you're new, I think it's good to incorporate to have a little bit of fun with the diet. But I think, in my opinion, Shelly's success, uh, her physique is outstanding. And I highly attribute her success and her unique level of conditioning to the fact that she's whole food plant-based. And we do limit the faux meats. We really limit that stuff. And she's just extremely disciplined. And... 
one of the blessings and curses when you go very down the plant-based journey in your whole food is that when you do introduce some of the more processed items, you can feel it right away. Like as soon as it hits your tongue, you can be like, oh, this is a minor allergic reaction I'm having to this food, but you build up a tolerance, then you build up mucus in the, you know, in your system and you think you feel okay, but actually you're creating this, something we can get into maybe perhaps a bit later, but you're building this mucus system. That's why people get congested and swollen and sluggish, but they don't, you don't realize until you actually come off that stuff what it's actually doing to you. Yeah, and we've even learned that through my prep. I think like the first year, like just, my body reacts in a way that I, my um, ankles swell. Like it's crazy, just like, just from, from the product. So yeah, so we've learned along the way um, how I just do much better with just consistency with whole foods plant-based. Yeah, I can feel it also, definitely. <laughs> the sluggishness and just the heaviness. And then I even feel headaches and, and my fingers hurt. You know, I wake up in the middle of the night with my fingers aching. I mean, not terrible aches, but it's just not. I know, well, let me think about what I ate. Oh, yes, I ate some processed food last night. So, and when you think about it, well, I mean, when we talk about a meat diet, when people are eating meat, we're talking about animals that are very sickly. So of I course it would them. make us sick, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not like, and so we, when we're eating vegetables and fruits, we eat fresh, I mean, we, we don't eat rotten ones, but that's what we're eating with meat. Mm -hmm. No one has to tell us not to eat the wrong one. It's like an instinct that we have. So I think we've been led away from our instincts over time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 we have. Those, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was no. just going to say, it's not like they're sorting out like, oh, this is a sick animal in the feedlot. You know, they just are processing it. And then consumers don't know. It's just in a pretty package in the store, right? They're not really connected to the source and knowing that that particular animal had cancer or was really just ill and pumped full of antibiotics, especially if you're eating in a restaurant, right? I mean, you can choose to buy whatever at the store, but when you're in a restaurant, you and well, no right? You just you just don't know. Well, the restaurant's main goal is to turn a profit. So there's probably times when even you're in a high end place and mm -hmm. you're not getting exactly what you think you're paying for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really. You're right. I, I know it, it is scary because I, that's what it was in '95 when I watched Meet Your Meat, and that was a three minute video. And mm. but they showed the animals that were sickly and how they just put that part away, you know, the disease part of the animal way, and you're still eating the other part. It's very, very scary. And if I know that if when people make their little comments to me, if they only knew, right, if they only knew what they were eating, they wouldn't be eating it. If they only knew and could really process the damage this has to our environment mm -hmm. and to their bodies, they wouldn't be doing it. But we're really trapped in this, uh, trapped in this, you know, this process, I mean, uh, uh, I guess just what we've been taught our whole lives and it's, it's hard mentioned. to get out. Mm -hmm. When you mentioned the, the little comments, I mean, I don't get, you know, many comments like, oh, you can't be healthy being vegan because I'm like walking evidence that you can be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is like the little comments just you know, for amusement's sake, it's like uh, people will, comment on the fact because you have to go through this whole thing when you're at a restaurant with meat eaters this whole 
reaction thing. I'm sure we're all familiar with how it can go down. Um, very concerned, like, oh, if you have, the best thing they can come up with for me is if you have too much soy, which I actually agree with, I think some people do need to limit soy, but all, we can have like three cocktails. No one's like, oh, the alcohol might harm your health. <laughs> you know, no one's concerned. <laughs> become very concerned about the soy. I know many people who've had serious issues with alcohol have not had anyone who's been hospitalized from soy, you know? Right. Right. Or that they're consuming dairy, which is from an impregnated cow that's full on estrogen, right? Like, yeah, there's not a lot of logic, not a lot of like deep insight thought. Around oh, just something to like a little little attack here and there because it's the dissonance, the cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. There's no brainer that being vegan is morally, you know, a great idea. Um, mm -hmm. People just they do a quick calculation of what can I come up with to make myself feel better about my choices. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what is what is your when you all changed your diet and and you know your mindset? What did your families think? Well, my I know when I mentioned earlier the whole grade school middle school, I got in trouble for my spitting my meat out and going into the bathroom and like throwing it in the toilet. Uh, so I got in trouble for that, and then uh, when. I started to transition. I was asked like, or not asked. I was told that this was going to be a phase. Shelly's just in a phase. She's in college. And I was like, mm, no, once the light's on, it doesn't go off. So I'm sorry. And then again, with the whole transition to vegan in 2014, uh, that just, it, the more I learned, the more I couldn't turn off what I'd learned. And then for my body to respond the way it did with the skin, like our skin is the largest organ. And if it's responding with rosacea and acne, like, hello, it's just not meant for my body. So um, I, I think after people have been seeing how well I've been doing as I've aged, there's been more of a curiosity, lots of so messaging. You have, be, have not aged, by the way. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a process. I mean, I'm all into microneedling. But anyway, like outside of that uh, natural way of addressing it, I just, I do think that our diet really does inform how our overall health is. And so I can't say that enough. It's just that and water consumption. You know, I take in like a gallon and a half, almost two gallons a day. So it's, it's really what we choose to do existentially. It's so important on the course of our life and where we're going with it. And it is within our our, our control in many levels. So, yeah, you're right. And we're taught we're taught that we're really not in control. That's the sad thing. We're taught to be victims. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. When I mean, finally, when we can break out of that. So, so are a lot of your um, Shelley? Are you a lot of your family plant based? So my kids from the time I was pregnant were vegetarian. Uh, my 16 year old uh, also has a skin issues. So is uh, does still have eggs sometimes. Um, and then my youngest 13 is um, uh, vegetarian. So I would I would say within my family. That is how they are. My ex-husband became vegan before I did uh, based on um, Oh my goodness, it's, I'm drawing a blank. But there was a, a film that we watched that um, was about 
the health aspects of it. And so he became vegan and I was vegetarian, kids were vegetarian. And then, um, yeah, we, since our, our divorce, so I'm not sure his, his, um, diet at this point, but, um, it's become supported by my family and, you know, people are very, um, accommodating. And when we go out to eat, it's so nice, especially where I live in the Seattle area to have so many options. And um, in fact, one of the restaurants I love that's in downtown Bellevue, it's like a high rise restaurant. I made an Instagram post saying that there was only one option at this place. And they made a whole vegan menu as a result of my, my little, you know, like putting it out there. And so and this is like at a place that serves meat. So on seafood, seafood. So anyway, it was, um, it, it's been an interesting evolution over time and much easier to go grocery shopping and have an assortment of foods now. So, wow. I love that. What you're saying. I actually did. I can't now I'm blanking on her name, but Terry West, I think, um, but she, we, she, we were talking about restaurants and how we need to ask them to put stuff on the menu. So this is great. Mm -hmm. That's a very powerful example. So, mm -hmm. and I love the way that I mean, your children are on their own journey, you know, mm -hmm. so allowing, just allowing is, it's beautiful too. And being the example, what, what better example, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Kindness. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so what about you, Judy and your family? Are they, are they plant-based? How did they feel when you went plant-based? Very supportive, actually. Extremely supportive. Um, as I mentioned before, I was actually pregnant at the time. And um, my husband, who's actually a very heavy meat consumer, uh, he does support and he does, um, you know, eat vegan now and then as well. Um, he was very supportive because I think he, you know, took into information that the plant-based diet was um, going to be a good, healthy choice for pregnancy. He really liked that aspect. And also the meat, he was learning that the meat is very important, what meat you consume. He was like, please don't eat any takeout food because you but the antibiotics and the hormones you know he wants to make sure our son has the right hormone balance and everything um so he was very on par with that and he was actually quite happy to eliminate as long as the doctor said it was okay which she did she was 100 percent it's okay is it healthy to go vegan she's like yep yeah, no problem do it um and then actually i noticed the pregnancy got much easier in the third trimester which is for some people the most uncomfortable it was like brilliant. I was happy. I, you know, I lost some body fat. No, no weight loss. You know, for the baby, the baby was growing at the correct pace. But I actually got a bit smaller in my hips and other areas. Um, so it was like really I had more energy. I was just yeah, I had no issues at all, and the birth was great. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it can work, but <laughs> your beautiful son, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was good. And then I don't think people expected me to last. I think I was one of these trainers. If Shelly had met me at a different time, I would have been like, sorry, you've got to at least eat eggs or something or at least some whey protein. Um, I would have been like that. So I was very much the other way. So <clears throat> it helped me, you know, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. It helped me sort of stand my ground in it as well. 
Um, and I think gradually people thought I'd eventually quit or fall off the wagon. Like I said, I was a very, you know, eggs for breakfast, protein, 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 everything was about protein and meat protein is the best and egg protein is also the best, you know. So I really surprised everyone, I think, to have lasted 60 years on it. Um, in terms of support, um, my son, I feed him vegan meals. My husband feed him, feeds him when he's cooking their choice. So, you know, when we have minor debates at the dinner table, you know, meat's better, meat's going to make you stronger. A T-Rex eats meat into dinosaurs. <laughs> he wants to be like a T-Rex. And I was like, yeah, T-Rex didn't have a refrigerator. <laughs> or a stove to cook he's not t-rex is not using a knife and fork you know but um you know we at least my goal is at least you know there's going to be no debate if i'm healthy strong and athletic and i have vegan clients who are healthy strong and athletic there is no argument by the time he grows up he'll have seen that a vegan diet is great so hopefully he can then make the wisest decision for what he wants to do mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Y'all are the shining examples for your children and for the world. So <laughs> thank you. You're right. How can anyone argue with that? How can they say, well, you don't have enough protein, right? How can they say you're, you're, you're weak? <laughs> yeah. I actually got um, a PB, a lifetime PB on my bench press like a couple of months ago. So I was like, what, what is that? Oh, it's a lifetime heaviest lift. Oh, congrats. So I was like, okay, I'm still still making progress here, you know. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And I, I know that Judy lives in Miami. I love traveling there because of Planta. I don't know. I'm supposed to say restaurants. Yeah, I didn't we want to tell you this next visit coming up. When is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I was just so impressed. I, we saw each other in April. I was at the World Vegan Bodybuilding Championship. And um, so Judy was kind enough to come up to Fort Lauderdale. And um, that was something else. Oh, that was such a, an amazing competition. And so if people aren't following that, I would highly suggest make sure to keep your eye on the World Vegan Bodybuilding Championships. How many people were there? I mean, how, many how many competitors? You know, unfortunately, so that was quite a situation. I was scheduled to fly into Fort Lauderdale. Unfortunately, that's when they'd had the massive amount of rain that came in that shut oh, yeah. down Fort Lauderdale Airport. So I had to reroute to Miami from Seattle. I was in the SeaTac, that's the Seattle airport, for 23 hours. And then I had to step on stage like not that long after. And I, it was just a lot. It was a, I traveled to L.A. to compete. The prior november but that was something else to go five hours over to florida and and not even being on the plane I, I, oh it was something else so there weren't as many as competitors as jeff had hoped for but it just it was such a, a great turnout for the people that were there and there were a lot of tables a lot of demonstrations um uh, there was a, a great video that talked. It was very compelling. If you look at my Instagram or Facebook, you'll see the video that was created and shared with audience about animals. So I can't say enough. I'm looking forward to it. I think the next one in 2024 will be in fall instead of spring. Wonderful. So what if somebody's watching and they have no idea how to start and they want to, they want to eventually be a competitor? What would you say to them? 
a lady. I mean, well, you can talk to anyone, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do have that come up sometimes when I'm at the gym because there are people that are dedicated and they come to the gym and then they are happy about their achievements. And I would say, like, there's a piece of bravery there. Like, there really is this level of like, can I do this? Can I get on stage and be in a competition suit, which doesn't cover a whole lot, to be able to show the muscle development? with a row of judges. I mean, there are like, you know, 10 to 15 judges there at the edge of the stage and it's intimidating. But when you recognize that it's like, I think of like runners that go on the treadmill or run outside and they want an actual event to compete in a marathon, half marathon, 5k. This is that for a bodybuilder, uh, for someone that likes to develop um, their muscles. And so just finding an excellent nutrition coach like I have found with Judy and then uh, a physical trainer like I have with uh, Nolan, a personal trainer, McSheridan, and um, and then a posing coach because it is, and there are people that do all three of those things, but with my vegan diet, I really wanted to stay true with Judy and uh, because Nolan and John aren't um, plant-based. So, uh, but it's, it's just finding the right people that it can encourage you and believe that, you know, that they'll see you through to the stage. And I have to say that in, um, since 2018, my first competition and getting overall champion, everyone has been for the most part, very kind. And I come from practicing yoga for decades. And so I really, am aligned to people who support one another. And so when I'm on stage, it is about me competing against me from the prior competition. I am cheering on the other women that stand there because I know the dedication and the time it takes to get stage ready. And I know that even stepping up onto those steps to get on the stage, being blinded by lights and an audience that you can't really see, as well as sometimes audio, you can't really hear music very well, it is just a moment to just shine and be there for yourself and for those that have supported you along the way. So I, I, um, I just encourage people to find those people that believe in you. And when you have an event, whether it's a 5K or a marathon, you've got people hopefully cheering you on. The same for a bodybuilding competition. Yeah, so a lot of mindset and courage, like you're saying. Um, so yeah. what, how, how do you, what about someone that might struggle with resilience? Um, what would you say to them? Mm -hmm. So such as like life, having like the resilience when there's stress that kind of could sabotage a, a prep for a competition, something like that. Yeah, I think uh, for me, because I'm a licensed mental health counselor, I, I have 50 clients and I see 25 in a week. And was doing my own medical billing as well as raising two kids, single parent. Um, Bodybuilding is the only time I really have to give to myself. And having that wake up time six days a week to go train for an hour and a half, um, sometimes two hours, it is almost like this flow state that I get into that sets the tone of the day. And, uh, when challenges arise, which they do, and believe me, I've had plenty. Um, it, it helps me stay consistent 
I think with some of the challenges I've had in my life, it would be easy to just throw in the towel and be like, whatever. But I know that I would regret that. And that's not where I'm about at midpoint in life. I, my goal is to keep on seeing where this journey unfolds and it continues to evolve and unfold. And I, um, I'm so appreciative of the people that have supported me along the way that truly encourages me to keep on with this process and enjoy it along the way. So with, um, that comes, you know, I mean, there's always motivation. We can have motivation to do something, but that's only as good as long as we're motivated. It's really the determination. And when you have things thrown your way, keep staying resilient. Keep on with, oh, well, I wanted to mention, I had it sat here too, Atomic Habits. This is one way, just one James Clear's view on how do you achieve success. And it is really this. It is the 1% every day will have a cumulative effect. So that's what I would say is do not give up. It's okay if you have a down day, but next day get up and go, go train at the gym, keep on with your meal prep, keep on with trying to align to the things that fulfill you um, to succeed. That, yeah, that's very powerful. I mean, that, that commitment and what, what would you say? And, knowing that you are a therapist about beating yourself up because a lot of us, like we might mess up. Let's just say we eat a bunch of processed foods and we don't work out. And then we spend hours beating ourselves up. And mm -hmm. what would you say to that? Well, I mean, I, as a therapist, I know that most everyone's experienced small and large traumas. And often those traumas are, you know, words people have said to us. So being a therapist, we have to look at our own junk from the past and work through that. And so um, if there are negative self-talk, if there is negative self-talk, then finding a therapist to help work through all of the self-defeating patterns is so important. I'm also a big fan of meditation. Um, I currently listen, well, it's been for years and years to Deepak Chopra's app, but that when I'm going to sleep or if I have insomnia, or if I'm struggling with anxiety, really helps me get sound centered and grounded. And again, I have to like go back to my um, starting yoga in the 90s. Like it's just showing up at the mat, getting dis disciplined in being present and mindful in the moment. Um, that's very important to me. I love that. Yes, I, I mean I, I I believe that too. I'm I'm a coach also, uh, empowerment mm -hmm. coach, and so I really. I know how those limiting beliefs and you're on that loop and you get stuck on the loop and it's hard to get out. So it's wonderful to have wonderful, great role models like you ladies here that are pushing forward every day, no matter what. And even having a bad day. Yeah, we all have bad days and recognizing that because mm -hmm. just thinking about Deepak Chopra, one time he said that, you know, your best always changes. So depending on the day. So if we're just doing our best every day and realizing that maybe today my best isn't going to be as good as yesterday when I had so much energy and today I woke up feeling tired, but I'm still doing my best today, then just about gentleness and um, and moving forward is so important. Yeah. yeah. And I think you'd mentioned earlier, like just that awareness of, again, going back to food and how does it make us feel? Because I know that even through the prep, I get into this place of like, um, 
I don't know. It's like a cleanse where I feel so healthy and then and and clear thinking and very consistent energy. And yet when I reintroduce like say um, processed like bread or something, a simple carb, it brings in that fog and it also can cause some of that um I don't know, just not feeling very energetic in the morning. Or as you mentioned, joints, like my joints will start to hurt if I've had that. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Go ahead. Sure, yeah, I was itching to say something about the resilience aspect of it. Actually, that actually puts people off um, starting a fitness program sometimes because one of the big fears, what if I don't see it through? What if I, I don't, there's a fear of not achieving the goal because people, you know, people have tried a lot, maybe tried to do it by themselves or tried something from a magazine. But what I'll say to people contemplating starting a fitness journey, I'll say you can't, you can't really fail and unless you quit. That's <laughs> a, a cliched saying, but um, it doesn't matter if you get to your goal. Let's say you join a 90 day program or whatever, and you follow the program, you go to the gym four times a week, you eat the right food, but you don't lose any weight. You didn't fail. You, your goal was to stick to the program. And now you're stronger and fitter. Wait, let's try something else. Do you see what I mean? So you only, let's say you join the program and you, you in the middle of it, you, ha you can't do it for three weeks. Don't, don't stop, jump back on because you'll continue to get stronger and fitter. And I don't think there's enough value placed on the performance aspect of a fitness program, I think people are, you know, we all we all want the aesthetics, we all want to look like Shelly, but um, <laughs> you know, you you can't lose if you keep going, or if you fall off the wagon, you can't lose if you jump back on. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I've had, I recently talked to a friend and talking about starting a fitness program, and and the fear of of failing was was holding this person back, you know, well, what if I don't make it to the gym every day? You know, we're like, what if I don't make it five days a week, then I failed. So and that fear of failing is so great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. sure but I think it's important to have goals, right? I mean, to say, let's commit to this, you know, let's commit to whatever, you know, like 30 hours a week or whatever your goal is. I mean, yeah, not, not necessarily once a week, you know, twice a week, yeah. whatever is realistic for your current situation. You know, if you aim for five and you've got three, that's fantastic. You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just start out and then be gentle exactly. with yourself. Right. <laughs> so um, that's the key kindness. We, we, we lack a lot of self kindness. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Yes. Well, um, Judy, so I know we all hear the question about where do you get your protein? What would yeah. you, you know, what, what, where do you recommend if we're really trying to build muscle? What would you recommend for protein? You know, I did my master's like, gosh, 20, probably 20 years ago. Um, I did my undergrad in sports science. And since that time, there's been a million different diets, low carb, mostly low carb diets, actually. And um, I was on that train for a little bit myself. Um, I think for most people who want to gain a little bit of muscle, don't even stress about the protein too much. If you want to be a elite competitor like Shelly, then yes, then protein, it, it is that the recommended amount is uh, what's like one gram per pound of body weight approximately, give or take. And um, someone embarking on a fitness program, if you're going to stress about that, you're going to set yourself up for failure right off the bat. I think 
getting about, if you can get 60 to an above, you know, um, you're going to be fine. You're going to build muscle. You're going to get stronger. Uh, from that general, I think over the next maybe 10 years, I think there's going to be a shift away from the protein obsession. I think protein powder companies made a lot of money and I hope they still do. I support many protein companies. Um, I'm actually uh, talking with Fighter, the guy who made the um, David Wilkes, his brand, who made oh. the Game Changer movie. Yeah. So I've been chatting with him and I'm excited to start promoting and being an affiliate. Um, so, yeah, if you take like a couple of protein shakes a day or one or two, and then you aim to maybe get in some tempeh, tofu, or seitan, the big three, um, you'll be fine. And then, as well as that, incorporate the beans. I have no problem whatsoever with someone who wants to get all their protein from beans and legumes, and then combining mushrooms, broccoli, cauliflower, just select the items that have the most protein for your other things. There's, there's protein in kale, there's protein in mushrooms, there's protein in banana, there's protein everywhere, you know. Solid food is basically protein, just, you know, some is more carbs, water heavy. So I just don't think people need to worry about that. Even the B12, the other concern is the B12. Um, it's very hard to become depleted, <laughs> you know. If you can, it's something to pay attention to, but it's not, none of it is as big of a deal as people make out. It's just another, what about your protein? Another re excuse <laughs> to not go vegan, right? Yeah. And speaking on the, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and speaking on the B12, I've been working with my naturopathic physician for, I don't know, over a year, eliminating any source of B12 in my supplements because I have really high B12. So yeah. uh, it's from the foods I'm eating and I, it's it, yeah she says that i'm her um her model to talk to other patients about because of how my lab scores are so exceptional I've had more people get blood work done lately and come coming back with too much b12 Isn't that and that's affecting their moods you know? yeah. yeah yeah it can make more agitation or like being like a little more fiery so yeah, it's been interesting just removing it. I, I don't know. I joke with her about uh, maybe I'm not washing my vegetables enough that I'm consuming the, the dirt. But I don't know because that's how animals get B12. Am I not mistaken? It's my Yeah, I mean, the, the factory farmed ones are getting supplements because <laughs> they're eating like not what they're supposed to be eating. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. So, so when you're saying, so when we're getting, the B12 from the animals, they're getting sup supplements of B12. Yeah, most of the meat that we, we used to eat um, is getting uh, B12. You know, all of them, like a multivitamin shot, they get like big injections of B12 because they're not eating their natural diet either. They're, they're supposed to be eating whole food plant-based. They're not. They're eating protein. Pro who knows what they're eating, to be honest, in the factory farming system. Right. I've seen some very yeah. documentaries on that. Not even knowing what they eat, you wouldn't want to eat them, you know. No, it's it's frightening. You're right. Knowing what they eat, which is, it's it's not healthy. Again, it's it's worse than, it's it's and they are eating something horrendous, and then yeah. we're eating them. That's the, that the, is sick. The suffering they go through, the stress and the horror. That's just a horrible thought all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, an algae, for example, for omega-3s too. 
I mean, yeah, we don't need the intermediary source of fish that has been exposed to radiation from Fukushima. And I mean, obviously just the, the suffering of the fish first and foremost, but why not get it from the direct source like they do, which is algae. So yeah, yeah. And a lot, a lot of uh, logic sometimes in how people think about the source of food nutrients. Now, this is very interesting because last night we actually, my friend who is not vegan and I were having dinner and he mentioned about B12. And so this is going to be great to be able to take some clips from this and show him that we don't, that, that we, we can't, of course we can be okay. And I said, it's not just the vegans, right? It's the everyone that that when we're washing our vegetables so much or we're doing so much that we're not getting the nutrients or we're stripping the land of the nutrients. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's when we're hurting our environment and our earth. We all suffer. That's what people are not making yeah. the connection. When the animals mm -hmm. suffer, we suffer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, Shelly, tell me what you eat in a typical day. Yeah. So, well, thankfully, Judy's been helping me. I'm six weeks out from attending uh, Mr. America. I'm sponsored with Vegan Strong Plant Built Team. So check them out. Um, it is different in that I don't have, unless I have a refeed, but even with that, we're kind of modifying. Um, whereas before I've taken some simple carbs and it really, it, it like triggers my brain to want more and more. And that's not healthy for me personally. So I'm sticking with whole foods, plant-based and um, it, it, it's in the mornings fruit. And I don't know, Judy, if you want to elaborate, cause I also don't want to give away your trade secrets. So <laughs> kind yeah. of like, um, yeah, no, we do fruits and then we rotate between the big three, tempeh, tofu, seitan. And um, we do edamame, we do um, oh, chickpeas, the, the kennel, I can never pronounce it, the cannellini beans, kidney beans. And then we, the big three for the vegetables, are the, I like people to get their broccoli in or cauliflower because they're a higher protein containing vegetable. Uh, mushrooms, Shelly loves mushrooms, we both do. We're getting more yeah. of those in the diet. Beets, try and keep it as colorful as we can. Um, yeah, no, no fear of fruits. We're not afraid of carbs. We're not afraid of anything really. We're just maybe the processed stuff. Yeah, bananas, whatever fruit, watermelon. Um, it's all in there. It's not restrictive at all. It's maybe not as big as portions, but when you're eating, like it probably actually, when Shelly sends me pictures of her meal prep. It isn't actually large meals because it's so fibrous, especially, mm. you know. So it's not. So no, it, it is restrictive, obviously, but in, in many ways it's not, depending on your mindset. Yes, it's restrictive if you, you want to squeeze in a few donuts, then no. <laughs> but uh, if you're in the whole food plant-based mindset, it's actually a lot of food and a lot of variety, more variety than most people actually have daily, on a daily basis. Yeah, and I do think that what I've noticed from my peers that eat meat is that I tend to cut which means reduce the the appearance of fat on my body uh, more quickly, and then my peers. And uh, you know, I know that they're when I look at what they're eating, it's oftentimes like a vegetable or sweet potato and meat, and they're eating that repetitively or fish, like just for chicken and fish and like a vegetable, and that's pretty much all they're eating. And 
Ooh, I don't know how they do it. Whereas my diet is so full of variety and color. Think about all the micronutrients they're missing out on. I mean, people talk about, you know, my health or my appearance. It's really not just the focus on macros. I mean, obviously that's a huge part of it, but the micronutrients, I think that's where people just, and like you said, Judy, there's going to be less of this emphasis on protein and more of the emphasis on like the the nutrients. And I'm so interested in like superfoods and biohacking and um, nootropics. And as Judy mentioned, mushrooms, like Nolan's, uh, Nolan McSheridan, my personal trainer, his um, friend grows um, all the different types of mushrooms. And so sometimes I'll, I'll say, can I get some maitake in them or um, you know, lion's mane, Judy, can I please have that? So I can put that in my meal. And it's just a treat. I just love the diversity of vegetables. So yeah, it's, it's been really great to be, um, kind of in this process and, and then ultimately knowing that as it gets closer, it gets more exciting just to see how, uh, my body will change just on the little tweakings we do with, with meal prep especially peak week. That's a huge change. Yeah, Shelly's physique is really on fire this round. I saw her in uh, April in person and she, I've seen her last check-in pictures and she's definitely, whatever the judges ask, she's bringing it. She's bringing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it is like a misnomer about not when, as we age, that we lose muscle because I keep gaining it. Like it is more about actually using your muscles so they don't atrophy it's not i don't think it's about aging and the one percent loss of muscle each year it's about how much are you can help and actually picking up a weight the cardio is not going to bring that muscle it's it truly is going to be lifting the weights that not only um, maintains muscle as we age but also builds it and i'm doing that which is exciting to see even in my cut as I mentioned, when I start to really hone in on my diet, I'm still gaining muscle and it's measurable through a DEXA scan. So it's not just like visual observation, it's actual science of a DEXA scan to show that. Shelly, it fascinates me. You don't actually do any cardio, do you? Like No, I don't like, I love to, okay, well, sometimes it's a little tiring after working out for two hours in the morning to go on a bike ride with my friends that do you know, 20, 30 mile rides with our road bikes. Uh, but I, I do love that or hiking, um, but I am not one to get on the machines. So when I'm working out and training at the gym, Nolan's program has me going from one thing to the next. And that's why I mentioned earlier, I get into the state of flow and it's just, it's a meditative, wonderful experience so that when I'm finished with my training, it's just set the tone for the day and I'm energized. I'm not tired at all. And it's, and uh, actually when I have my rest days, I feel like, oh, there's something missing. Oh, it's cause I'm not training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, rest day though, right? Gotta have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was wondering that too about the cardio. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I get it. Some people get on the machines and then that's their state of flow, but not personally for me. I feel like I'm a hamster on a wheel. It just doesn't feel it, it's monotonous. I have to distract myself with myself with podcasts or something. It's not to say that I don't get on like the, the rotating stairs and I'll do like three minutes of warm up or 
and pushing the sled, which is a lot of cardio. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Those, I don't yeah. know. Judy, but the sled. Yes, you, it's just like the, the contraption you put like, I don't know, probably, she probably puts 200 pounds on it and just pushes it. <laughs> yeah, oh. I think I've seen like football players doing it on the field yeah. or something. So yeah, there's mm -hmm. functional fitness at one of the gyms I, I belong to. And uh, I think it's my heart rate up, but I have to be doing something. I can't just be on a machine. And it's not to say, you know, that for other people that need some activity and that's what suits them, then all the more power. But for bodybuilding, it's not really um, conducive to at least my body to maintaining muscle. I will lean out pretty quickly with my muscle. Yeah, if, you can, if you can lean out without cardio, that's definitely where you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's very rare to see someone as disciplined as Shelly is. So I think, you know, the, the cardio for most people might counteract any slip ups in the diet, but Shelly doesn't do slip ups. So she, her reward is no cardio. On the, you know, unless it's for enjoyment, like she said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, this is great. These are great tips. And let me, I want to actually show some of these comments from our viewers from Cambria. Saying vegan greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thank you for watching with us. <laughs> and we have Game Changer oh, RN. Oh, oh. I love him. <laughs> I know, huh? No love, love like self-love. Beautiful. It's oh, true. And then we have JJ here, who's who she has a vegan knowledge channel and she really works hard to oh. talk about the benefits of whole food plant based. Yeah. She lost oh. 50 pounds and really researching how to help people. So, I mean, I love that everyone's watching and, and thank you. And so it looks like we are coming to the end of the hour. So I want to give you all a chance to really talk about what we might have missed, you know, and just definitely tell us where we can reach you all and what's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I, Judy, do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Yeah, I have, um, in terms of what's coming up, in terms of having missed anything, I think we got it covered. Shelly, can you think of anything? Missed. Um, in terms of what's coming up, I have a 90-day challenge fitness uh, program that starts September 4th, so Labor Day if you're in the U.S. Um, I will give you a little bit of leeway if you're grilling for um, grilling vegan patties for Labor Day, but it starts uh, that day and it goes on, um, yeah, 90 days basically. Uh, if you want to... Um, get on that program the easiest way is to dm me on uh, instagram my my handle is uh, supernatural underscore vegan mm -hmm. okay supernatural underscore underscore vegan starting labor day september 4th yeah and if you want to get the early day prize that's only open for three more days okay so we better rush off off this <laughs> live stream and on to looking that up great <laughs> and so what about you shelly so as I mentioned, I'm training and competing in six weeks for Mr. America in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Tropicana. There's going to be 6,000 athletes, strength-based, like people that are pulling fire trucks, um, log trucks. And my team, Vegan Strong Plant Built, has some major, oh, athletes that I am just honored to be asked uh, to join this team. I I'd still it's still surreal. It's still like, wow, is this really happening? Uh, but the main thing I want to impress upon is that plants have all the protein we need. And uh, this team is representing that. So um, it will be aired on CBS Sports Network. I encourage you to check us out. Um, also, uh, 
I would hope that perhaps we have some involvement in uh, uh, documentaries that are going to be coming about um, on this. Um, after this competition in six weeks, that's the first weekend in October, I have another competition in Arlington, uh, uh, Puget Sound Pro-Am, um, and then WNBF, which stands for World Natural Bodybuilding Federation, has worlds hosted in Seattle area. And this is new because normally it's New York, Los Angeles, or Las Vegas. And I went and competed in my first worlds um, last November in Los Angeles. And um, I, I just am so excited to have it being hosted here in my hometown, well, in Federal Way Performing Arts Center. So uh, that's what I have up ahead. I'm also going to be test judging in a couple weeks at Northwest Royal Bodybuilding Championship. And that's actually where I earned my pro card and overall champion in 2018. So happy to support John Nickerson and learn what judges do. So um, if you're interested in learning more about Vegan Strong Plant Built Team, uh, it, I encourage you to find me on social media. Um, easiest way let me think here so it's my instagram handle is vegan underscore wnbf pro that's probably where you're going to get most of my content and updates and um i thank you for your support because it's just when i get messages from people that say actually there are a few people from my high school i graduated in 91 <laughs> there are a few guys from my high school that have reached out to me and they said i've watched you and you've inspired me and I've changed my diet and I have you to thank for that. And it's like, really, this is crazy. Like, I am so happy that these people are reaching out and letting me know. And I, I do remember the film that I couldn't remember before. It's called Forks Over Knives. That's what my ex-husband was compelled to change his diet because he wanted to be there for our future well, at that time we'd had both of our kids. So he wanted to make sure that his life would be, you know, had best odds of having a long life. And that was why he, he chose to become vegan at the time. So thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> I know I've said yeah. a whole lot. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I mean, yeah, I want everyone to check out your links and your, um, your pages and, and to keep following. And yeah, Forks Over Knives is very powerful. And really, I mean, it brings us back to just to the basics of how good health. And, and I mean, we can look outside and we can see the vibrant colors in vegetables and fruits. And, and we're really drawn to that. So when we, when our bodies are fueled by that, we can, well, we'll be on the road to looking like you ladies. Aww. So. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> we so appreciate you inviting us to be here today. It's been a pleasure. It's fun. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you all so much. And thanks everybody for watching. And um, if you have questions afterwards, please post them on the, on the YouTube uh, or wherever you're watching, because we'll get back to you with the answers and keep working out, start working out. If you, if you haven't started, just go slowly, take it slow and be gentle with yourselves and, if you fail, which is part of life, we all fail, just get back up and, and keep going. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Well, namaste vegan, everybody. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
Bye-bye, everybody.